Welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. Thank you very much for being here and listening to the podcast. Before I get into it, I just wanted to let you know that if you enjoy this podcast and you would like to work with me further and you want my support to help you move away from quick fixes, fad diets and restrictive meal plans, then I can help you do that within the Confidence Club. The Confidence Club is not something that you just do for a few weeks and lose two stone in the run up to a holiday. This is a lifestyle. This is something that is gonna help you sculpt and shape your body so that you feel stronger, leaner and healthier. It's gonna make you feel more confident in your skin year round so that you no longer have to panic diet every year. It's going to help you actually live a life that you love without feeling restricted or guilty that you've ruined everything. So I want women to say goodbye to the yearly cycle of losing and regaining weight. And that is exactly what I am helping the women in the Confidence Club do. So if you enjoy this podcast and you want to work with me a little bit more closely, you want to become part of this amazing community, then I will be here to support you. Just let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram or click the link in the show notes to find out more about the Confidence Club. But for now, I'll leave you there. Enjoy this episode. Hi girls, happy Monday. I hope you're all okay. Thank you for your check-ins. I really do love reading through them, you know. It makes me so happy every week. I'm like, yay, Confidence Club check-in time. And I feel like everyone's got some really big wins. I feel like people are getting to know themselves a lot better the longer that they are in the program the more and more they are learning and that is literally all I ask of you I feel like some people join the program and just expect that overnight everything's going to change but what we are working on is improving habits getting to know yourself and getting to know your like reasons for overeating or reasons for cancelling your workouts and then pushing through them and trying to put things into place to avoid that happening in future and this way you can build sustainable habits build a sustainable routine and actually get results that are going to last. So I really do love reading these check-ins because I can just see the growth and transformation in so many of you. So thank you very much for sending them in. And also I'm very aware that it's the summer, very aware that it's holiday season, but I love that you're still staying accountable because a lot of people just completely disappear. Um, And a lot of people will just be like, oh, it's the summer, I'm just going to chill just because your kids are off for six weeks. Doesn't mean that you can just go missing for six weeks and not look after yourself and not look after your wellness because it will lead to you not feeling that great um, at the end of the six weeks. So just make sure if you are wrapped up in the chaoticness of the summer holidays that you're still thinking about doing something each day for yourself whether that be fueling your body well or moving your body or both even better make sure that you're still getting early nights and you're still thinking about that self-care as much as you can so I'm first going to start off with the wins from the week we've got some really good wins so first up we've got Christine now Christine had a little bit of a wobble last week she was really struggling to get back to her normal routine of eating after her holiday christine doesn't track or she didn't track anyway before her holiday she's been sustaining her results for a while now um and we had the conversation and she basically wanted to drop her calories and go into a diet and i was like that's not what you need to do you just need to return to what you were doing beforehand and literally everything else will just kind of fall into place and you will start to feel better it's literally what she did. So she said her biggest win is keeping the commitment I made to myself last week and sticking to my goals. She said that she's had a meal out, she's drank some wine and she's had some chocolate, but she didn't have the negative thoughts around those because she was in control of how much she consumed. So she wasn't just being like, oh, I'm just, she, she wasn't, 
just eating a bit and then eating more and eating more and eating more. She was having a bit, enjoying it, and then knowing when to stop, which is a challenging thing to do, and it does take time. And if you struggle with this right now, don't worry, because everybody struggles with it initially, and you do start to learn the portion sizes that work for you, how, when to stop, and kind of, like, when to say no. She also said she's been having a much more active week and she's feeling good for the reset. So well done, Christine. Very happy um, to hear that. Chelsea also got a new job, which is absolutely amazing, which has allowed her to focus more on her own business, which just makes me feel very proud and very happy. Um, I know how scary it is to take that leap. It's very, very hard, but you've done it. So amazing. And that like kind of builds up of when you're going to leave. It's just, oh, it's just horrible. But I'm glad that you bit the bullet and you've told your boss and that you are on your way. She said that she had lots of celebrations for her 30th birthday, but she got three sessions done and she's been back eating her planned meals and hitting her protein, which is brilliant. Well done. Nikki's got some amazing wins for us. She said that she's felt so confident in herself. Well, that's the power of the confidence club. And she said that she's felt so content this week. So she said that she's had comments from people complimenting how she was training and then also saying that she looks like she's lost weight because she's dro- she has actually dropped some centimetres off her body. She said that she has been eating and training on point for the last few weeks and she has, uh, and it's starting to pay off. She said the past three weeks I have been volume eating and what she means by that is she's been, eat, been eating low calorie foods, but lots of them. And no, I'm not talking about zero jellies, zero cal jellies. I'm not talking about fiber one bars. I'm talking about fruits and veggies. Um, and, and that is what really, really helps you stay full. So if I just put on your plate um, 75 grams of pasta, so dry 75 grams of pasta and a chicken breast, it would look like absolutely nothing. But if we added loads of veggies to that and bulked out that pasta, it would feel like a much bigger meal and your stomach would think it's a much bigger meal because it is and you would stay fuller and more satisfied. You would feel fuller and more satisfied from it. So that is volume eating. It's including lots of fruit and veggies and lots of low calorie, high volume foods to help you feel fuller from your food. And it makes a big difference. She said she's been adding lots more color into her meals, which is amazing. So the last three weeks of focus have resulted in her feeling more confident in her body. She's been getting comments from people around it and it's improved how she's been training as well. So literally love this so much, Nikki. Well done for committing to the uh, program, committing to yourself, doing the work and for feeling good for it. It's it's good to hear. Josie said that she has been keeping her steps up. She's been struggling because she has an inactive, very busy, very stressful job, but she is getting over 5K a day now, which says, she said, it still needs work, but it's still positive. It is positive. A couple of people have said in their struggles that they are unhappy with themselves because they didn't hit 70k steps. And I just want to make people aware, like, there is nothing. I used to think that 10k was the magic number. And the more and more I read about it, it really isn't. It just came from a Japanese company who created a pedometer, a pedometer who, and it was just kind of a marketing thing. Obviously, hitting 10k steps is brilliant because it shows that you are being active, but it's not the magic number. And if you are making a conscious effort to be more active, that is fine. That is good. If you're getting 5K a day, I'm proud of you for doing that. Yes, we could try and push it up to 6K, 7K. But I've got to be honest, once you're getting over 7K a day, I will consider you as being an active person because it's not the easiest thing to do. And like I said, it does require you to put some effort in. And if you've got a sedentary job, 
it, it is going to be challenging to hit 10k every day and it's not there's nothing magic about that number you're not going to notice a huge 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 difference between doing 7 8k and 10k um it it's so don't stress yourself out about it whatever you are up to now whatever you are up to try and do 1000 steps more so if you're stuck on 3k try and hit 4k if you're then stuck on 4k try and hit 5k and do it slow and steady let yourself adjust it's hard to go from doing a thousand steps a day to 10k steps a day we want to make sure that we're doing it gradually so that it doesn't overwhelm us and then we don't end up just giving in because we feel like a failure so take your time into it 5k is good for you Josie I know it is because you struggle with work and um, try and make sure that your weekends are quite active too once you hit that 7k try and sustain that that would be amazing and I would consider you as having an active lifestyle if you were to do that um Chloe said she went away for her best friend's Hindu. she had the best time ever and she didn't take it overboard she dealt with everything as best she could considering her meals were out of control um, which is brilliant. She just didn't go too far with food. There was sweets and stuff to snack on and she just didn't like overindulge. She allowed herself some, but didn't go mad with it. Nicola said she did two lifting glow workouts and two spin classes, which is brilliant. Getting that body moving, um, which I really love to hear, which is very hard on someone who's got a small child and isn't getting any sleep. So well done. Katie said that she got over 62,000 steps. She wanted to get between 60 and 70K. Um, but she got 62 brilliant and she said that she got all three workouts complete which is wonderful so well done jane et out multiple times she had some socializing events she said she didn't feel out of control though and she did allow herself to go over her calories but she's all good with that which is boss remember we do need to live life if you're going over your calories every single day then obviously you can't expect the scales to go down can you like that's an unrealistic expectation but if you're within your calories every day and then one day you allow yourself to go over by 300 400 even 500 you're still going to lose body fat you're still gonna you're not gonna gain weight off that remember what i always say you you're in a 3500 calorie deficit if you're staying within your target you've got a 3000 calorie um buffer there before you hit maintenance so if you're in your deficit every day and then one day you decide to go over by 500 or even a thousand not that I'm massively encouraging you to overeat, but it's not the end of the world. Don't panic about it. It's fine. You are well within your right to enjoy your life every now and again. You don't have to go out and always order the salad. Um, you are, it is okay for you to exceed your calories at times. The calories is not this like target that you absolutely cannot go over because if you go over it, you're going to gain weight. That's not the case. You've got this big buffer there. And as I said, if you're going over every day, it's unrealistic to expect huge progress. But if you're staying within your calories, you know, 80, 90% of the time, it's okay if you do go over it every now and again. It is fine. Don't panic, especially if it's just a few hundred here and there. So a lot of you might decide to every Saturday go over by 500 calories. And if you do, you're in a 3,000 calorie deficit instead of 3,500 calorie deficit, you'll still lose fat, okay? So you don't need to be really strict about it. Remember, life is eventful. It's not eventless. We need to make sure that we are living life. Otherwise, this is not going to be sustainable. I want you to live life. I want you to have fun. I want you to literally love what you are doing each weekend and love seeing your friends and not feel guilty about it. I've done all that and it felt shit. And I'm no doubt a lot of you have done that too. This is, we're doing things differently here. We're doing things in a way that this time next year, you're still going to be loving this and you're still going to be loving life and you're going to be feeling good about yourself. It needs to be sustainable for it to work long term. 
Rachel, just got back from a week's holiday in Corfu. I hope you had an amazing time. The heat in Greece was ridiculous. Um, you said that for the first time in years, you felt confident in your bikini. Uh, that makes me really, really happy. She said that she wore one that she didn't feel comfortable in at all last year. She said that although she didn't track, which I wasn't expecting you to. Please do not track while we're on holiday, girls. Like, absolutely no go. Live your life. Um, she said she was drinking more alcohol than usual. She was still making quite good food choices and stopping when she was 80% full. Yes, amazing. Somebody actually asked me on a podcast. I was a guest on a podcast last week and I will share it on my story when it comes out. It's coming out this week. And they asked me how I navigated holiday and was there any tips that I've got for holiday? And I've got to be honest, like, because my lifestyle, and this is the place that all of you are going to get to as well, because my lifestyle is just so, I allow myself stuff when I want it, and I know my limits, and I know to only eat until I'm 80% full, because that's what makes me feel good, I know being overly full makes me feel sick, um, and I know that when I cut foods out, I then overindulge, because I've done all this work while I was at home, the holiday wasn't an issue. I was going on holiday and I was ordering things that felt good to have and I was okay leaving plates on the food on the plate. And this is what Rachel's experienced as well. So even though she drank more, which I also did on holiday, she was still like making decent food choices, still filling herself up on food that was enjoyable. So not always choosing the most indulgent thing, but choosing something that was going to give you good feelings and good fuel. And no, that doesn't mean you have to order a salad. I think I ate one salad in 10 days and it was nice. It was because I wanted it and I wasn't very hungry. Like it, you can order indulgent things, but you don't have to demolish a starter main and dessert every single day. It doesn't, just because you're on holiday, you don't need to do that. Um, she said that in general, she just feels like she's adapted her lifestyle to know that when she's on holiday, I can let loose a little bit, but not go overboard. She said, and also another win, was the last time she weighed herself before, was a couple of days before going away. And she was 13 pounds down since starting the Confidence Club 16 weeks ago. She is delighted with that. So a pound off a stone, which is amazing. Um, If you're watching it on video, you'll see that I'm literally grinning because it makes me happy that Rachel has committed that 16 weeks. And if you've been following, if you've been in the Confidence Club for as long as Rachel has, there has been times where me and where Rachel has checked in and she's been really struggling. She's found it really hard. Um, and there's been times where she didn't go to the gym. There's been times where food wasn't as, as good as it maybe, you know, could have been. And she hasn't had to be perfect to lose 13 pounds. She has lived her life and she will tell you that she has enjoyed this process. And that's what makes me feel so good. It's not just about the weight loss. It's about the fact that she's been able to live and she's been able to enjoy this process. So fucking love it. Sorry to F-bomb. Um, Lauren said this week she managed to hit her steps from Tuesday onwards and her protein goal. She really enjoyed the last check-in. She's shifted her mentality a lot since, which I love to hear. She said her biggest win is feeling more positive and motivated than she has in weeks. She's enjoyed cooking. She's she's not been relying on takeout and she's been more mindful when making making choices on what to eat in particular. Um, especially when she had out over the weekend. Amazing. So big mindset shifts. Lauren was really, really struggling with just being overwhelmed with general life and not taking care of herself. And she, if you haven't listened to last week's check-in, then why? Um, but if you haven't listened to last week's check-in, then go and listen to it because she just had a bit, she just got a bit of a pep talk from me. And I think it really, really helped her. It sounds like it really helped her. And all I want to say to you, Lauren, this week is that 
make sure that this continues. Remember how good you feel right now. Remember how good you feel for making good choices for yourself. Remember how good it feels to feel fueled well. And I honestly, weight loss is just one part of this, but I can't even explain how good it makes you feel mentally if you give yourself good food. If you make, it's like that feeling, you know, that feeling when your house is a mess and you're really, really struggling and you're like, oh, everything's a mess. It's clutter city in here. Everything just feels horrible. And then you just go, right, I'm just going to clean this shit up. And you clean it top to bottom and you're like, it feels good. You feel so proud of yourself. You feel so like fulfilled and happy and proud that you've like, got up off your bum and you've done it when it's been pissing you off for that long. It's a similar sort of thing where like if you've been eating shit and you've not been taking care of yourself and you've not been looking after your well-being, then when you have a week where you do, you notice the results instantly. I'm not saying you're going to lose five pounds in a week. Some people do, but I'm not saying that that's going to happen. Mentally, you will feel the difference. You will feel the difference energy-wise. You will have like a new kind of like positive feeling about you where you know that you've given yourself good stuff you know that you've taken care of your well-being and that will impact you positively positively mentally so when you are struggling remember how good it feels when you do good for yourself because when things get hard we want we just want to wallow we want to lie in bed we want to eat chocolate we want to eat chippies when really we need to give ourselves good stuff because then that gets up gets us out of the hole we have to pull ourselves out of the hole whether we're living in clutter or whether we're Eat, not eating good food and not taking care of our, he- our health we're the only one who can pull ourselves out of that little hole and we've got to take action to do that so well done lot i'm very proud of you for that heather said she's going on holiday this week for the first time in a long time and she's feeling zero pressure to diet or restrict before you go which is just amazing i literally love that she said that it's a huge win for how far her body image has come over the past few years and she's so proud of herself she said she's not even feeling the best in her body right now because she's on a period but she's gonna go and she's gonna rock a bikini and she's gonna feel good because you know she's she knows that she's doing good for her health which is brilliant they got three workouts and the gluten so she got four workouts in she said that she is massively cut back on alcohol and she is down six pounds in three weeks Faye is on a mission to a girl's holiday um and alcohol is i don't want to say it's your weakness but maybe i'm gonna say it's your weakness she lives a very sociable life like it's her it's her life to to go out and drink and stuff like that but she's cut it down and it is making an impact and i just want you to remember and stay aware of the fact that alcohol has calories in, but not only does alcohol have calories in, it leads to not great choices with food and with exercise. So when we've had a drink, we really don't want to go for a walk. We really don't want to get our workout in. And we really just want to eat Mackey's and get it delivered to us so that we don't even have to move. That's how I deal with my hangovers anyway. And every now and again, I let myself have them. For example, went out on Friday, had an absolute ball of an evening, had so much fun. And then on Saturday, didn't move from my bed. But that's like, a, that's an every now and again. I don't do that all the time. I wouldn't even do it every week because I'm 30 and my body can't hack it. Um, and I actually don't even think it's because I'm 30. I think it's because I just can't hack alcohol anymore. <laughs> it's just because I never really have it. So just a reminder, alcohol does have calories, but it's also the effect that alcohol has on the rest of our decisions in the day, okay? The day following and obviously the day of drinking. So... Loads of wins there. Thank you very much for sharing them. Let's move on to the struggles. So first of all, I want to, obviously, I've already spoke about the steps one. 
So there was two people. First one, I didn't get my steps in again this week. Loads of exclamation marks. I am only at just over 60K only. Only. But I did train five times and eight well. Now, just to put this into perspective, we've got people in the confidence club now. This isn't a comparison thing. This is just for you to be aware that everybody's journey and everybody's current position is in a totally different space. We've got people in the confidence club who are just managing to get more than 5k a day and you're dissing yourself for getting 60k in a week. Everybody's different. And like I said, 10k is not the magic number. Please don't get obsessed with that number. It's the same. I don't want you to get obsessed with the calorie target. I don't want you to get obsessed with your protein target. I don't want you to get obsessed with your step target. These are just goals. These are just targets. They are not set in stone. And there is a leeway above and below all of them. Relax. Okay. Nicola said, um, oh, I've just named you on your struggle. But either way, she won't mind. Um, she said that she did 66,000 steps, which she's annoyed at. Why are we annoyed at that? Why are we annoyed at that? It's brilliant. It's so good. Remember, 7K a day is like above that is where I really want you to be. That's more than 7K a day. So please don't get frustrated. Like I don't feel like any point, at least not for the last year or so, have I said you need to be perfect with steps. You need to do 70K. It is a target. And I know that you love ticking off that habit on the app and know that you love doing that. But sometimes life gets in the way. We've got young kids, we've got work, we've got partners, we've got family members. Like shit happens, stuff happens and you can't be perfect all the time. If you could be perfect all the time, then we'd all be perfect all the time and we'd all just, it. life would be so boring and eventless. So please don't like pin like, Please don't get frustrated if you're not perfect with these targets. They are just guidelines. They are targets. They're not set in stone and it is okay for you to be slightly below them. You don't need to be perfect with any of this. We're not expecting perfection. And it only adds more stress and pressure to the situation, which I think it makes it less fun. When I used to be obsessed with hitting 10K a day, it was less fun. Like my day-to-day, -day, oh, right now I need to, I'm doing steps in the kitchen like a little psycho. Sorry if anyone does that, I'm not calling you a psycho, but it is a bit of psycho behavior, isn't it? Like, you know, it's not, it is a bit strange that we're like, like this in our kitchen trying to get more steps in. You don't have to be, you don't, it's not set in stone. You don't have to be perfect with it. If some days you can only go for a half an hour walk instead of 45 minute walk, then fine. If some days you are stuck in a two and a half hour meeting, which means that you moved a little bit less in that two and a half hour meeting, which means that you got a thousand less steps in that day, that's fine. You don't need to be doing psycho steps in your kitchen. It's all good, okay? And if you feel like you do want to make up or you do want to have a more active end of the week, then go for a big walk of a weekend or something. Don't don't be too obsessed with, I, I understand the habits there and we like to take it off and build streaks, but it's not the point of it. Might just delete it off everyone's app. Everyone be like, no, I will this. Um, okay, so steps, that's the one. Second is this next struggle is I found it hard to get back into the habit of tracking. So I decided not to bother. To me, this is not a struggle. To me, this is a win. Because this person doesn't need to track. And I think my encouragement for her to not track was, it, you will have noticed that over the last couple of months, I'm, I'm, I'm loving tracking less and less. 
I love it. I really do love it because I think it is important for people to learn what is in their food. So for example, I've just got a new intake of gym members in the gym and I really want me to, I want to see their food and I want them to learn what is in their food. And some of them have got no idea what foods contain protein. They've got no idea about like portion sizes. So it's really, really like useful and important for that. And I've got to be honest, I feel like it's the quickest way to learn about nutrition. However, it is not something to be doing forever. And you might have times in your life where you can go back to it, but sometimes you don't even need to ever go back to it because you can manage your portion sizes without it once you've learned about food. Um, so I actually think this is a win. Um, this person also lost two pounds at maintenance because instead of, um, she was overeating a little bit after a holiday, struggling to get back into routine. And instead, I, she asked me for a calorie deficit and I was like, absolutely not. You don't need it. You just need to go back to your normal routine. She went back down to maintenance. She followed the plan and she's two pounds down. Like, see, 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 see. And she was panicking about weight gain, but obviously that's on its way off, which is brilliant. Um. Okay, so next struggle we have got sleep has been a real issue. Now we've got three um, so that's one. Another one said sleep has been poor because of alcohol over the weekend. Um, someone else definitely said something about sleep. Sleep was not great while I was away, um, which is, I mean, I was having like the best sleeps ever while I was away, but I thought we weren't having wild nights. So that's probably why. But let me go back to sleep. Where's it gone? Oh, sars girls. Sleep has been a real issue. Not sure why. Just had a few nights where I've had three to four hours sleep. Now, I want to ask you some questions about that. We know the importance of sleep, most of us by now. We know that it helps with appetite. So if you get good sleep, you will help with your cravings. Your appetite will be improved. You'll have more energy to go to the gym. You'll have more energy to do your steps. You will move naturally more. You will also be in a better mood. So every single day, like, Throughout your day, you will feel better. You will be able to cope with dickheads better in work. You'll be able to stay awake and be interactive in meetings. You'll be more productive. You'll be more creative. Sleep is amazing. Don't neglect it. Having said that, if you have like a baby or a small child and they're keeping you up, don't put, don't put pressure on yourself about sleep. Just sleep as much as you can. Don't stay up doing chores when they've gone to bed. Like Just live in the mess. Get the sleep. It will help you more. Um, but anyway, sleep has been a real issue. So I want to ask you some questions. What are you specifically doing to switch off? So one of the things that I find when people are struggling with sleep is that they are working too late or they are not doing anything to switch off. So for example, if I, like I'm a bit obsessed with this and Fran will tell you, if he looks at his phone while I'm like, let's go sleep, I flip because I can see the light through my eyes and I'm like, no, you're going to keep me awake. And I feel like it really does. So I hit a certain point and it's usually about an hour before I go to bed where I'm like, I'm not going on my phone anymore. So for me, it's normally about eight o'clock at a push, nine o'clock that I will not go on my phone. Um, and once I'm off my phone, I, I, I won't go on again. I don't, the thing is, you can stay up late just being stuck in a scroll hole. Now, the other night, I'm not perfect with this, by the way. I'm not expecting you to be perfect because I'm not perfect. Um. The other night I was stuck in a scroll hole and it was a really funny scroll hole. I was crying, laughing. I was in stitches just on this funny page, enjoying all of the videos. 
but I stayed on it for too long. And then it, I do feel like I was struggling to wind down. So I just think about what you are doing to switch off. Are you on your phone late at night? Are you working too late? Are you on your laptop in your bedroom? Sometimes that doesn't help. I was uploading a YouTube video that wouldn't upload and the laptop was in my bedroom and I struggled for about an hour to get to sleep afterwards because I went from being on my laptop to trying to go to sleep and it just weren't happening for me. Um, are you eating too close to bedtime? Are you drinking too much water too close to bedtime? Um, what are you actually doing to switch off? Also, stress. when we are very stressed, it can affect our sleep. I know it does for me. And it can be struggling to switch off and go to sleep, but it can also be waking up in the night worrying or waking up in the night and your mind and your thoughts are racing. And I used to struggle with this a lot um, when I was particularly stressed. So also look at stress. What could you be doing to make yourself less stressed, particularly before bed? So having a clear cutoff from work, remembering that if you're not a doctor, if you're not a surgeon, it like nothing is life or death. Most of our job scales are not like life or death. I used to let my business keep me awake for hours on end. And I used to be worrying about the stupidest things. And when I think about it now, I'm like, am I all right? I was not okay. Um, and I used to let work really, really stress me out. And it's it was that realization of it's actually not life or death, but it's it's fine. Everything is figure outable at work and at home. Everything is figure outable. So just remind yourself of that and try and like reassure yourself that whatever it is that's bothering you can be looked at tomorrow in order for you to pick that up and do a good job at it tomorrow you need to calm down and you need to go to sleep so think about what you're doing to switch off maybe you need to do some meditation maybe you need to do some journaling bit of yoga before bed amazing 10 minutes that's all you need and you will be out like a light um and you know, i always talk about the karma those sleeps uh, bedtime stories when Fran's on nights, I struggle to switch off as well because he, he's not there. So listening to one of them just sends me to sleep. Idris Elba, Harry Styles, all of them, love it. Um, so think about it. One of the things that really helps me wind down is a hot shower before bed. It's like washing the day off, yeah. And apparently it does something to your body temperature, like lowers your core body temperature, which leads you to have a better sleep. Um, Make sure that you're not exercising too late on. So I find if I exercise too late, I've got twitchy legs, my mind racing, and I'm a little bit more active. So make sure you're not exercising too late. So really think about your evening routine. What does it look like right now? What are you actively doing to switch off? Are you watching really intense TV shows? Are you watching series that are just quite intense? For example, Black Mirror. If you watch Black Mirror just before bed, you are not getting straight to sleep. That shit's terrifying. Um, so stuff like that, whereas I like to put the office on or friends or like some sort of YouTube blogger that is just, you know, on in the background. So just think about what, you, what you're intentionally doing. And if you're not currently intentionally doing anything to switch off, start. So have a cutoff on your phone, um, meditation, hot, hot bath or hot shower, a little bit of a stretch. Um, no TV or something common on TV and just try and get yourself into that routine. Like I just love doing my skincare. That's why I like going to bed now and the smell of it and everything like makes me feel nice and like I'm ready for sleep. So try and build that little evening routine because it really does make a big difference. Um, Obviously alcohol will affect your sleep. So we do need to make sure that we are uh, drinking lots and lots of water and try and catch up on your sleep, get some big sleeps the day after. Okay, talked about steps and I found it, this is another struggle, which I, yeah, 
I found it challenging to say, I don't know what that was. I just had a malfunction. I found it challenging to say no to drinks out. So did you say no or did you not? And what I want to oh, know is, God. what I want to know is, why did you feel like you had to say no? Why did you feel like you had to miss out on a social event? Like, could you not have managed it? So for example, what did you drink and how many did you drink? There's a difference between going for drinks and drinking cocktails and wine all night and being four cocktails, two bottles of wine in by the end of the night. I mean, I would be dead, I think. And then there's a difference between that and then going for drinks and having a few single vodka slim wine tonics. So for example, I went to my friend's 30th birthday last week. Didn't say I wasn't drinking because I did drink, but I just stuck to single vodkas and tonics. And I didn't get drunk. I think I had four or five drinks. I didn't get drunk and I felt good the next day, but I was still able to see my friends and still able to chat to them. And I didn't feel boring. So it isn't like I always say with eating out, eating out isn't the problem, girls, because it's the choices that you make. Alcohol's not the problem. It's the choices that you make. Now, if you drink alcohol every single night, it is an issue. I'm not going to lie and say that it's not because it is. Nobody should be drinking alcohol every night because of the effects that it has on your sleep and your recovery mainly, okay? But if you're going to be drinking a couple of times a week, it's okay as long as you... I mean, ideally, I'm going to say once a week. Once a week is the most that I would like to do other than when I'm on holiday. Once a week is, is what I like. I had a party on Friday and a christening yesterday. I only drink the fr drunk the Friday. I wasn't going to drink yesterday because I just didn't want to feel rubbish and get another shit night's sleep. So if this is multiple times throughout the week, maybe still go and stay sober or choose your nights. Choose the nights that you're going to drink. But if it's just one night, then go for a drink, but just choose wisely. Don't go on the high-calorie cocktails. Have vodka or gin and slimline and enjoy yourself. Stick to singles and enjoy yourself. It doesn't, everything doesn't have to be done in excess. Just because you're having a drink, it doesn't mean it needs to go wild. Um, next one is it's same sort of thing out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, drinking and eating. Don't think I made sensible choices. Did you need to drink on the Fridays, the Saturday, and the Sunday? Was there a reason for it? Or could you have said, I'm going to drink the Friday and I'm going to drink the Sunday, but I'm going to leave the Saturday. I'm going to, you know, or could you, when you say you're not making, you didn't make sensible choices, for example, this could have been a big celebratory week weekend for whatever reason. Could you have just not, could you have made better choices with regards to the alcohol? Ask yourself specifically, and everybody should do this. Whatever your struggle was, whatever you found hard, ask yourself, looking back, what would you have done differently or what could you have done differently so that you didn't feel bad about that struggle? What could you have done differently? What could you have chosen differently? You know, what would you have done for you to have felt happy about the last weekend? Ask yourself that. And then next time, do that. Okay, so that is all of the struggles that I'm going to talk through. And then we are going to, we've got a couple of questions. So the first one is, where do I get the Happy Haley playlist? I mean, I am more than happy to send the link of the Happy Haley playlist in the group chat. So, girls, if you just want it, then let me know and I will send it. Um, it is on Apple Music. However, I would massively encourage yourself to make your own happy playlist. So it could be Happy Lynn, Happy Josie, Happy Nikki whatever you want to call it, happy Chelsea, happy Christine, and it is your happy playlist 
for when you need a little pick me up. And to be honest, it's not just when you need to pick me up. It's when it's just any time. Whenever I get in the car, my playlist is on and it just makes me feel good. And a lot of the time at six in the morning, you're getting in the car like, oh, and that just really livens me up. So you can have mine, but I would encourage you to make your own because it is a game changer. Um, someone asked, can I make substitutes to workouts just for a variety? Instead of bench press, can I do incline? Instead of pull-ups, can I do lap pull-down? Um, my recommendation is no, <laughs> because you're following a program and I've programmed them and we go through phases. Incline, bench press will be coming back. Lap pull-downs will come into the program. I mean, pull-ups is an alternative for lap pull-down. Pull-ups are harder. So I'm going to say, if you could do pull-ups, do pull-ups. Um but I would, I would not mess with the program because you're just going to get yourself down a slippery slope of not really following a program and just sticking to the exercises that you like. We do things in phases. You'll notice that we've been working on specifically bench press for, for quite a few blocks. Doesn't mean it's going to stay there. They do go and they do come away. It's like conventional deadlifts went away for 12 weeks and now they're back again. Um, So I would say like barbell reverse lunges, they they go away, they come back. Bulgarians go away, come back. Things go away and things come back. But I'm programming for you, for you to follow so that you are actually working on stuff that is effective for one and also stuff that you don't like because we do avoid things that we don't like and we shouldn't. So I'm going to say no, um, but I can't, I can't, I can't control what you do. <laughs> so this question is very um interesting i also love by the way so this person's got a daughter called Joni, and at the end of the question she explained to me if you read this out Joni is pronounced like pony with a j <laughs> loads of people think it's johnny and by the way why would you, how would you think that Joni j-o-n-i is johnny it's Joni. i reckon there's like maybe not our generation who think that it's johnny but anyway her daughter had a six-week check and appears to be allergic to cow's milk, which is so common in little babies at the moment. I feel like I hardly know any babies who aren't allergic to dairy. Um, and so obviously with being a breastfeeding mom, she has got to cut out dairy herself. She has realized how much dairy she actually consumes because she has a lot of milk and she has a lot of cheese and it makes it hard. She said she's struggling to focus on protein and calories but she actually thinks that she might end up eating more protein. So because she's not eating as much cheese. So what I want to say is obviously you've got lots of vegetarian options um, and vegan options for protein, but also you can eat meat. So make sure your meals are based around meat. So chicken, beef, pork, salmon, cod, mackerel, sardines, tuna, like all the prawns, all of these things, turkey are really high in protein. None of them require you to um, eat dairy so all of them you're gonna have to find new ways to make those tasty so you might be looking at having um things like tomato-y spicy dishes maybe get some vegan cheese just to top stuff on I mean I don't know what vegan cheese is like I don't have high expectations of it so you might want to try it and if you don't like it then don't force yourself to eat it but you might want to top things with vegan cheese if you feel like you are missing the cheese I would also say um, that it, it's it's not going to be too much of an issue when it comes to calories and protein, the, the milk allergy. Um, it's just going to be that you've got to make an adjustment because you're so used to eating so much dairy. And it might just be that you only need to do this for a little bit. 
it might be that you eat so much dairy that she's struggling with it because there's too much overload of it. Now, obviously, protein shakes, protein yogurts, protein bars, um, all these things are dairy and high in protein. So those snacks types of things you struggle with, but your core, your meals, your base of your meals should be absolutely fine. So think like eggs for breakfast. Think, um, so eggs for breakfast, tuna for lunch, chicken for dinner, like an easy repetitive thing. I, if you want a protein powder, you could get a vegan protein powder. Um, you can get vegan protein bars. You mentioned pesto in your question. You can get vegan pesto. There are lots of things that you can do to cut dairy out. So try not to worry about it too much. Just take it slow and just don't feel too bad if you do have little bits of dairy um, because you're going to make slip-ups, you're going to make mistakes. You don't need to be super perfect with this. As I said, lots of the mums who I've worked with have had this issue and you know they're okay with just a little bit. They just need to basically cut it right down. So I wouldn't be having pints of milk. I wouldn't be having protein shakes. I wouldn't be eating too much cheese, especially initially try and cut out as much as possible. But then you might find you can have the odd protein bar or you can have the odd protein pudding um, just kind of as like, um, the she, she's not as overloaded with it. Obviously, protein, the protein, the dairy-free formula will help, but it's if you want to give a formula, do you know what I mean? You might want to continue breastfeeding. And I think that after a few weeks of you doing this, you will be fully into the swing of it. It's just an adjustment. So give yourself time, maybe write yourself a little meal plan, maybe try and stick to that. But I would say uh, go dairy-free on your milks, go dairy-free on your cheese, um and obviously just make sure that you are including meat and fish to get your protein in if most of your dairy your protein is coming from dairy you want to try and make sure that now you're getting more meat in so beef chicken all of the things that i mentioned before okay um so yeah it's a, it's a frustrating one and i hope that you um manage it well but just give yourself time you don't and don't be too hard on yourself if you do make slip-ups it it will be fine okay someone said what is the app called you use to reduce screen time it is called opal o-p-a-l it's brilliant uh, definitely use it if you're struggling with screen time definitely use it i have blocks mainly just on instagram um yeah, mainly just on Instagram, but it goes off all of my socials. I've just took WhatsApp out of it because WhatsApp's not social, it's work. Um, so Opal, I have it an hour limit. So the most time I can spend on Instagram is an hour. Now, obviously, work is involved in, on Instagram. So sometimes I do extend that. But a lot of the time I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'll edit all my videos off the app. I'll do a post on the app. I'll do some interaction, obviously answer some messages. Um, but it is really good. It makes it hard for you to, to get on the app, which is what we want. Okay, next question. Final question. How to push myself when I've done night flights and feel like I've been hit by a bus? Um, honestly, I would say that the worst move would be to come home and eat rubbish and just laze about. I think that the best thing to do is really, really hydrate. I know that you're flying, so hydrate a lot during the flight and when you get back. Make sure that you've got something planned, healthy for when you wake up. So let yourself have as much sleep as you need when you get in off that night flight. And then when you wake up, eat something nutritious. I know you're going to be feeling sluggish and a bit rough, potentially even a little bit hungover. 
um, just from like the grogginess that you feel after nights, but have something healthy, get your yogurt, get your fruit in, eat something healthy. Even if you feel like eating a KFC, make sure that you're getting something healthy in. Um, it really, really will help with that energy. When you eat shit food, you feel like shit. I said this last week about 10 times. Eat shit, feel like shit. Don't move your body, feel like shit. If you feel lethargic, if you feel low in energy and you are not unwell, you are just tired and sluggish from a change in routine, then eat good foods and move your body and you will feel better. I know in particular this person did that last week and felt miles better after it. So just need to remember what made you feel better. The shit food didn't make you feel better. The lying in bed all day didn't make you feel better. The KFC isn't going to make you feel better. What will make you feel good is proper fuel, real food and moving your body, going out for a walk. I mean, after that night shift, I'm not saying go to the gym and smash in a workout. Go for a walk though, or maybe do some steps or, you know, like maybe do yoga, but and still eat healthy. And then that next day when you've had a good night's sleep, then go to the gym. Um, but this is an easy one. It's just self-care. It's just look after yourself. It's just do what you already know you need to do. That is everything from me. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you found that helpful in some way. If there's anything that you would like to discuss, in more detail, make sure you reach out to me. You've all got my WhatsApp number. So ask me questions, however much you need. And I will see you all soon. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.